Welcome to Double Fries No Slaw. We have a pop-up episode, a special guest. It is British Open Week, and we are glad to be joined by BKT, the Brooks Kepka tracker himself. How are we? Gentlemen, yeah, doing, how are we going? Doing well, doing well. Myself, TJ Pinger, and Richie Barnes joined by BKT. Uh, if you couldn't tell, for those um, well, not that you could tell watching, but for the I was gonna say for those <laughs> listening, if you if you didn't hear them real quick, you are coming to us not from anywhere close to where most of our listeners probably are. Where are you at right now? No, not at all. I'm on the other side of the world, literally. So I'm I'm coming to you from Western Australia, Australia. Yeah. Well, it's so I've heard it's it's 7:48 here. It's 7:48 um, for you. So I, time time difference. Yeah, time difference is, is a little <laughs> it's bit literally different. a day ahead of us. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> but we appreciate you for for hanging out. Um, and chat with us a little bit, and uh, you know we've we've we enjoy your content. We enjoy um, following the the tracker. Um, I think the first one that I ever found was the was the Tiger Tracker, right? Like mm. I think that's the, that's the one that a lot of people. I mean, obviously, the most popular golfer ever has the yeah. you know a massive tracker. But uh, when the Brooks one came out, man, as as diehard FSU guys, and Richie mentioned this before we even started, a lot of a lot of guys didn't even know who Brooks was uh, at FSU, but obviously know who he is now. Um, you know, we really do follow the, the pro, uh, Seminoles. And so love your content, love what you do. Richie's the golf guy here. So I'll, uh, I'll shut it up and, and, and pass it <laughs> to him to start us out. But, uh, man, thank you so much for, for taking some time and, um, and hanging out with us tonight. Yeah. Happy to have tonight, this morning, whichever, yeah. <laughs> whenever, you're, right, yeah. whenever you're, whenever you're listening, wherever in the world you may be. Uh, but thank you, BKT. I feel like we've been messaging for months, trying to get this to work out and it, I'm, I'm glad we finally got it here, you know, a day or two before the last major of the year, Royal St. George uh, in yeah. England. I'm really excited. And uh, before we get into that real quick, I love it here in the United States on the East Coast because the tournament typically starts around 5 a.m. So I get up super early and I'm done by noon. Uh, so I guess it's kind of the opposite for you. It's, it's kind of later in the day for you, huh? Yeah. So the UK is actually seven hours behind for us um so it's kind of prime time golf really um it kind of starts in the afternoon um and then kind of finishes up uh you know the 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 final round or the final groups kind of finish up around uh 10 or 11 at night here so it's actually not too bad in comparison to some of the tracking that i do when the when the <laughs> when brooks is playing on the west coast for you guys i can be up at like 2 or 3 a.m in the morning trying to bang out tweets so um it's a it's a it's a refreshing uh, a refreshing state of affairs when I can uh, be home on a Sunday and it's Sunday afternoon and we'll be watching, uh, hopefully, Brooks bring it home um, at Royal St. George's on Sunday. Absolutely, man. How difficult is it to line your schedule up with all these tournaments? Because, I mean, I, I've, I've been following you for a few years now and when I'm at work and I can't stream because you know, <laughs> so, sometimes they monitor what I do on my work computer. So I'm just following your Twitter feed. I, how committed do you have to be? Cause you're doing, you know, 250 plus shots per week that you're tracking every single shot. Yeah. So it, it's, it takes a lot of commitment. I won't lie. Um, especially when I'm waking up at, uh, at like 2am and there's half an hour to go and I'm trying to bang out the, the warning tweets and things like that to try and get guys <laughs> going. Um, but it, look, 
at this point, I feel like I've almost got a responsibility. Um, so, you know, it's for me, it's good fun. Obviously, I'm a huge books fan, hence why I love to track him. Um, and it just, you know, it gives me something to do whilst I'm watching the golf. So um, it takes a lot of commitment, um, but I love it. You know, it's great fun. And, uh, you know, the more followers we're getting, um, the more interaction. Um, it's just, uh, it's a it's a good, uh, it's a good uh, thing to do when, when the golf's on. So, um, but it's a lot of commitment. It is, I won't lie. It, waking up at, uh, at two or three in the morning, uh, it's, uh, it's not easy to do, but uh, especially when the guy's uh, struggling to make the cut. <laughs> yeah, well, it seems like every tournament that's not a major, but no, he, he he stepped it up a little bit lately. But TJ mentioned, obviously, we're a Florida State podcast, but Brooks Kepka is our guy. Um, yeah. How did how did you find him, and uh, when did you get that idea to start this? Because I think when I found your Twitter account at uh, B Kepka Tracker, you had like a thousand followers. Now you're well over, I think, eleven thousand already, and it's only going to grow yeah. as, as Brooks continues to grow. Yeah, we're beckoning on uh, on twelve thousand almost. Um, I, I'd imagine we'll reach that this week, uh, which would be good fun, um, or next week, I should say. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's funny. It's uh, I uh, I've been a Brooks fan for a long time. I've been a Brooks fan since probably about two thousand sixteen, and when he lost in a playoff at the AT and T Byron Nelson to Sergio, and I just thought this guy's got so much talent. It was he was just beckoning on the uh, on the tour at that point. Um, and, uh, obviously the community is pretty interesting. You mentioned, um, Tiger Tracker. I don't know if I was influenced by him, but I was more interested influenced by kind of what was happening kind of as a result of him. There was a lot of trackers, um, that were popping up and guys had huge followings. And I thought, you know, what, what is this? You know, what is golf tracking? What are these guys actually doing? Um, and I, uh, I realized that there was no books tracker. I mean, one of the most enigmatic players on the tour, Super talented. Um, at the time, he just won the U.S. Open, uh, his first major. Um, and yeah, I thought, you know what? Why not start a tracker for good old Brooks? <laughs> um, did I see the potential? I don't know. Maybe I didn't realize he'll be a four-time major champion through the whole thing. But uh, yeah, started it. Um, it's a good avenue for me to talk my mind and also track his shots. Um, but yeah, obviously, it's. Uh, it's uh, been a couple of years now and it's, uh, it's been really good fun. Do you, um, I mean, I guess it's so weird because you know, your, your time zone, like so many tournaments are here. So it's yeah. kind of like backwards. Um, do you like, do you work from home? Like when you have to get up on a Thursday morning or like, do you take off big tournaments? Like to be <laughs> able to tweet on Thursday, Friday, like how, or, or yeah. if it's like the other way, the British open, like, I guess if any of your friends want to hang out next or, you know, this weekend, you're like that. Nah, sorry, can't do anything. Uh, weekend, you know what's right? funny, like, right? It's not so much my friends. It's more my girlfriend, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, she, you're like she, on the other side of the world. You're like us and your, your wife and girlfriend doesn't like when you just sit on Twitter all night. Ex That's wild. Exactly. <laughs> no, no, no. But she, she's kind of, uh, she's warmed up to the fact that now I've got a responsibility at over 10,000 followers. So I need to be doing something during these major events. Right. So, um, definitely in the last three majors, um, I've, I've taken the weekend off, so to speak. So you can't call me, you can't contact me. Sleeping patterns going to be ridiculous. Um, but you know, it's all about the, the commitment to the good cause. And to be honest, Brooks had a great showing, um, not only the U S open, but the PGA as well. So it was, it was a pleasure to track, albeit he didn't win. 
Um, but it's those kind of moments that kind of bring it all back, right? When he's plugging away during the week and he's kind of tied 38th <laughs> on a Friday, can't make a putt. Uh, yeah, it, it struggled out a little bit. I won't, I won't lie. Uh, but that's when the that's when the gifts start really going, and uh, I just start losing my mind a little bit in some of the comments. But it's uh, it's all about the community, man. It's all about making it fun for everyone and just uh, you know pushing our boy over the line. So yeah. Yeah, you definitely get to. I've I've live tweeted some, uh, not golf, but I've live tweeted a lot of FSU sports, and sometimes that goes really well, sometimes that goes really really poorly, right? Like it just yeah. go either way. And so, you know, when your team starts struggling or your guy starts struggling, and like you just got to kind of laugh it off and go. There's always next week, right? Like there, you know, there's always another yeah. week, and so um, that's golf, right? Really you know, there. and that's sport, and that's kind of why we love it, right? It's that uh, it's that unpredictability of the whole the whole thing, especially golf. I mean, the margin for error is so small, you know, yeah. and these guys uh, are playing at the highest level, especially in the majors, right? Which is kind of why Brooks is so special um, because he he really does step it up, and it's it's kind of um, it's a phenomenon in a sense, right? The guy uh, has the ability to really turn it on. Unlike really anybody in his generation at this point, um, and just looking at you know how how under par he is for for major tournaments. I mean, the stats always come up during the broadcast, but he's a phenomenal player, and I think it's uh, it's it's a special it's going to be a special week next week. I think that the golf course really leads itself to his game, um, and he's in good form. And he just you know, especially the the injury concerns and things like that, things are getting better for him week to week. Um, and he's shown up the majors already this year. Besides, obviously, the Masters. I mean, the poor guy was literally playing on on one leg. But I think it's uh, it just shows where his game's at. Even the the regular tournaments, he's he's had a couple of really good results as well. So I think it's coming together. And it'd, it'd be a good crescendo, I think, as well. Like play with one leg, come second to Mickelson, who you know, I mean, <laughs> you had to come second to Mickelson, right? It was just the moment yeah. was almost too big. Um, the US Open was unfortunate. I think he was probably disappointed in the way he played, especially that second round with the driving off the tee. But this is it, right? This is the Open. Um, so he's got the opportunity to uh, to peak off a great season so far. So, Yeah, and you kind of hit on it, but like it's wild that Brooks, you know, and it's funny, he's clearly annoyed with the reporters, always asking him, why do you play so well in majors? He's like, Oh, well, I just practice. Like clearly the guy practices year round. He's one of the best yeah. golfers in the world, but his last few tournaments um, have been pretty wild. You know, he had the work day. He finished second. You mentioned he missed the cut at the masters, but again, he had one leg there. Same at the Brian Nelson, but then he got yeah. sec- second at the PGA, still not healthy uh, um, in Kiowa only to second to fill the oldest to win a major Paul Meadow. I don't put much stock in that. It was shortly after a major. He missed the cut, mm. but then fourth at Tory at the Open and fifth at the Travelers, which kind of surprised me because normally he's terrible the week after the U.S. Open. But he's clearly in a zone right now to where he's like, if he's focused and competing, mm. you can't count him out. Um, I just want your thoughts on that, and then I want to jump into the the betting lines because he's got the fifth best odds, uh, and I want to talk the field a little bit. Uh, but just Brooks, it, it's wild to have a guy that truly does show up for every single major and you just stop questioning if it's going to happen or not. And it's funny, right? You stop questioning it even more this season because of his injuries, right? So I think he he's, he's a true competitor, you know? Um, 
And even say during his rounds, even that second round of the US Open when the driver wasn't working, he just didn't change his line. He didn't change anything about it. He's he just stuck to whatever was working or not working. And he said, I'm just going to keep going with it. There was no mid-round thoughts. There was no change of strategy, et cetera, et cetera. And it kind of leans to his game, I guess, when it comes to majors. He goes out with a game plan when it comes to these things and he focuses. And he knows that he's beating out the field in terms of mentality. So um, it's pretty crazy. I think the Travelers, he'd probably be disappointed. I think he could have won, um, in my opinion. I even tweeted out before it. Um, I felt his game was right for that course and, um, and just where he was at. Um, coming off a US Open showing that I don't think he was very satisfied with. And it started off that way. He came out, you know, all guns blazing. But for whatever reason, some of these kind of rounds two, rounds three, he kind of dips a little bit. But he came back with that final round and showed us what he can do. And I think for me, it's probably a good thing just to see where his game's at in terms of um, with the Open coming up. But, you know, he even said it himself. He's not touching a golf club basically until I think he's going to get to the UK uh, the Saturday before the Open. So, um it's just one of those things where he's stepping up for the majors. He's got a game plan, but funny thing is, yeah, I'm not going to touch. I'm not going to touch a club until the week off the open. I mean, <laughs> what's going on, dude? What are you talking about, right? But you know, he's got a process, and it seems to work. So, yeah, I'm excited. Obviously, you know, we had to miss the open last year because of uh, COVID and everything going on. Mm. Um, look, looking at the odds this week, John Rahm's the number one, and I'm just curious. This isn't golf related. Um, but it's not often you get to talk to someone on literally the other side of the world. Uh, were you guys surprised that John Rahm was forced to withdraw because he tested positive? Um, or is it still pretty serious over there? Are they still taking it seriously? Uh, you know, not to get political or anything like that. I'm just curious to get someone else's thoughts on this whole situation. I think it was pretty heartbreaking, to be honest. Um, yeah. What was he? He had a, the, was it the... Six-stroke um, lead. Six-stroke lead. After it was 54 the, holes, think, yeah. Yeah, so it was, I think, tied record for that tournament for the for, yeah. for Memorial, and he was going for back-to-back, first time, I think, yeah. since Tiger or something. Um, look, I, to be honest, why wouldn't you just let him play by himself? Yeah. Like, what what's the difference? Just let the guy play by himself, he'll be socially distanced, mm-hmm. let him finish out the tournament, you know? But, um, look, it's, it's, it's serious enough here that... Um, you know, we're just kind of... We're in the middle of a restrict, restricted lockdown, so to speak, uh, for a couple of cases of uh, the quote-unquote Delta strain. Um, but in a state the size of ours, which is two and a half million people, um, you know, it's caution, it's caution, it's circuit breaker stuff. Um, but my personal opinion is they should have just let him play it out. Um, but look, yeah. that's golf, right? And I think the golf god said, um, we'll give you a pat on the back for this one. And, you know, he went out and won the US Open. So it kind yeah. of worked out in that sense, right? He... Um, yeah. It gave him that chip maybe to to be able to sit that part on the 18, right? Yeah. Um, and, and credit to him. You know, he even said, you know, listen, I, I wasn't vaccinated. I know I should have been, and I knew the consequences. So he, he owned up to it, but it's a lot easier to own up to it when you win the U.S. Open. Um, but now yeah. he now he enters the British Open as the 9-1 to favorite. Uh, Rory McIlroy, 11-1. to John, Dustin Johnson, 12-1. to DeChambeau, 14 to one and Brooks Kepka 14 to one. So a, a loaded field. Jordan Speeth right below him 18 to one. Um I think Rory's playing in the Scottish Open this week, I believe. So he's trying to get his uh links work. Yeah, and I think links action on a couple guys are. Yeah. He's struggling a little bit as well. I watched some of the round last night. Um, you know, Rory's one of those guys that he can turn it on when he when he when the time comes, but he is going through a lot of swing changes with um 
uh, with this coach at the moment, swing coach. Um, so we might see a better Rory towards the end of the season. Um, he has struggled in the Opens recently. Um, but Royal St. George's is a funny course, right? It's it's a quintessential open course. It's quite open. There's no real, um, uh, I guess, easy holes. It's not a long course, but because you're exposed to the elements, I think it will play pretty long. Um, so I think, funnily enough, I think the, the guy that's going to come out on top uh, next weekend, uh, I think will be the person who can mentally get over the elements. And who better than our boy, right? Um, but the Europeans always play well on the Odins. Like, they've got the Lynx experience. Um, it should be really interesting. I think it's going to be a true test of golf, to be honest. Just the way it sets up, it's hosted the Open a few times. Um, and as I said, there's really no guard from the elements. So if the elements pick up, I mean, we could see some pretty big scores. I was uh, listening to a, uh, a podcast the other day, and they're saying that it's, it's getting quite a lot of rain, that part of the UK at the moment. So it's going to be a green Open, which means that the – the rough and the fescue is going to be pretty, pretty tough from, from day dot. So um, it's going to be an interesting talk. And it's what you want. You want the opens to be hard, right? You want yeah. these guys to actually play a game, not only of strategy, but uh, um, of pure focus. So I think it's going to be a really entertaining open for sure. Okay. Yeah. And Brooks's game, obviously he's a South Florida guy, you know, he's played uh, golf in Florida in college uh, he did spend some time over on the European tour, though, right after college. He, he's one of the few people that really had to grind. He didn't get the exemption right to the Corn Ferry. So that could be helpful. But how, do you think that's going to benefit him playing, uh, you know, link style golf? Because I'm excited. He fit last open he played, he finished tied for fourth uh, yeah. in 2019. So I, I definitely think it hits possible. But I'm, I'm excited to see. Uh, what are your thoughts on how his game matches with uh, Royal St. George? I think Port Rush plays, will play, it has played, will play a lot differently to Royal St. George's. If you look at just at the layout of the course, as I said, there's no real guard at Royal St. George's. It's quite an open course. It reminds me a lot of like Oakmont um, in a sense. Obviously, Oakmont's kind of obviously not a links course, but yeah. just the sparseness and the openness, as soon as the, the elements kick in, you're going to have to play a game that is might not be what you normally play on tour, right? Um, it's going to come down to strategy and mentality. I think that it's been quite a while, obviously, since he's kind of been on the, the Euro Tour. I think for for Brooks, it's what game is he bringing into this major? And I think we can only assess that by what he's brought this season. And I think it's coming, it's really coming along. He's building great momentum. He's sorting out his short game, which has been a little bit of an issue. The putter is working again. But it's one of those things that, he needs everything to work all at once because we've seen recently that if he's plugging into the fairway, but then his wedges aren't working or his proximity to the hole hasn't been great. If his putter's on, then his driving's off. You know, so it's yeah. one of these things where if we can get the Brooks that we saw, say, Beth Page for those first three rounds where everything is just working, the guy cannot miss, um, we're going to see a great open. But again, it's, they're very different courses. The elements are going to show up here. And I think it's going to be a case of who can bring the right game plan and have the right mentality to win and focus through all of that. So it's going to be fun, man. I can't wait. Speaking of focus and um, having the right mentality, I don't think we could have you on here and not ask about this. Um, somebody that hasn't been able to stay focused when uh, – certain fans yell certain things on the course is Bryson DeChambeau. <laughs> um, can we talk about the Brooks? We had uh, right after the, right after that happened, we had the US Open interview. Yeah. Yeah. Right after that, 
whole little showdown with that. We had Trey Jones on FSU golf coach and um, uh, Brooks's coach, obviously. Um, had him on and asked about it. And we asked him if he had, we didn't ask him. Richie asked him if after his heartbreaking loss by one stroke, if he had talked with Brooks or not yet. And Coach Jones said, no, I haven't talked to them. I, I, I figured I'd give him a little space. And if I talked with Bryson beforehand, I'd have probably told him to do the same thing. So anyway, everybody's gotten in on the jokes. Everybody's laughed about it. What are your thoughts on the uh on the on the feud i don't know if, if, if you're watching this yeah. you do air quotes but on the feud do you think it's real do you think it's might be maybe staged are you tracking that as much as you track shots on saturday and sundays look it's fun right um <laughs> i'm Absolutely. certainly not tracking it i'm not i'm not tracking it as much as i track shots let me tell you um but i do i do pay attention to it um look i think it's it is a good for golf um sure why not you know it's bringing it into the mainstream a little bit more um it's something to talk about poor old bryson does not do himself any favors in this situation uh even the match that just happened <laughs> i mean some of the corniness and the cheesiness that's coming out of the guy i mean like it it is what it is you know i think brooks is one of those guys that he seems like he doesn't take a lot of shit. so if you're going to be a guy that you know gets in his way or annoys him, he's going to tell you about it. And I think it's just kind of, it's come out publicly. I think a lot of this stuff would happen on tour, but you know, that it doesn't get the kind of same media attention that it would if there wasn't a quote unquote feud. Um, but uh, it's fun. Is it good for golf? I'd say on the balance of things, probably. Um, is it just Brooks being Brooks? I think he's just being brutally honest. That's what we kind of love about the guy. Um, is it going to turn into anything major? I don't think so. I don't think they're going to have a fight or anything. No. Of course. <laughs> but it would be nice if by some chance the golf gods say, let's have it out. But to be honest, like the US Open final round was that, right? We see one yeah. player absolutely implode and another player kind of step it up and at least have a chance to kind of post, right, um, in Brooks. So uh, on the balance of things, I think it's cool. It's a good thing. It's getting some attention. Obviously, it's went viral. It keeps going viral when something happens, um, like Caddy Appreciation Day the other day. I mean, oh, you know, man, come on, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's like perfect. It's it's the right amount of pettiness that we love to see, um, especially in the Twitter world. Um, but yeah, it's it's fun. Will it turn into anything? No. Will it continue? Probably. If you know, people are going to keep bringing it up if something. Something happens, but obviously we'd love to see them paired up in a major tournament, right? Um, or any tournament for that for that regard. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I was gonna say, man. Obviously, it, you know, perfect world. We get them together Sunday at the Masters or something. But yeah, I would take them on a Saturday at the Waste Management Open in Phoenix, right? Like <laughs> because it, it would be one of the if they get paired together in the next you know twelve months or, or however long the shoot goes on, it's gonna be one of the most watched. Uh, days of golf ever because it's building up and, and i was on the side of the usga i wanted them to pair them together but now i'm kind of happy they didn't because it'll be so much better if it's organic and not forced for two days to where they yeah. can actually go at it and it, you mentioned that it's funny I, I was watching the match uh the other night as well beforehand i was looking at my gambling website looking at future golf bets and one of them was plus ten thousand dollars either bryson or brooks will punch the other one in the face <laughs> In the 2021 season, that's a legit bet you can bet on right now. Um, but I'm curious, uh, over where you're at in Australia, what, what are people's thoughts on uh, 
Brooks and the PGA Tour in general? Because it seems to be obviously it's a very popular worldwide sport, but is Brooks really resonating over there as well? I wouldn't say he resonates in general. Um, kind of the the general broadcast, the general reports that we get on TV. A lot of it's very centered around Aussie sport. Golf is only really talked about in the mainstream here when there's an Aussie doing something. I mean, it's it's really that simple. Um, so if we've got Jason Day doing something good or Leash or yeah. Scott for that matter, if we've got the guys doing well or in a tournament, you'll get a few minutes out of the um, out of the news reports for sure. Um, but unfortunately, it doesn't get as much coverage as, as you probably would like to see. With that said, though, we do some really ga- great um, uh, broadcasts of the majors. So when the Masters is on, um, there's really great broadcasts, good reports, and so on and so forth. But I wouldn't say that the mainstream is really resonating towards Brooks <laughs> and Bryson in Australia. I wish they would, right? Maybe they'd, uh, they'd get me on uh, get me on for a comment or, or two. But uh, no, at this point, I'd say that it's it's kept to the Twitter world and the um, and, and uh, definitely in a, an American context for sure. Um, we haven't gone super depth into you personally, and we haven't revealed. Um, we have had a big reveal it's for those tuning in, trying to find out. But but tell us more about yourself. So you when you uh w- when you talked about getting up really early, now you do it often, right? For for some of these tournaments. But I get up at speaking of your you know, like where you are, I get up at three a.m. every year to watch the Australian Open, like especially when yeah. Federer was in it. Like I I mean like I was the biggest Federer fan ever, and I mean oh, I you're, a ten- you're a tennis guy. I like and it. I love yeah. love that. So but yeah, like what else do you like? Do you do you like do you follow any other American sports? Do you just kind of like you know? soccer and rugby and like just very you know the stuff over there or what do you like man my group of friends we're sport guys so we we love and follow a lot of different sports obviously aussie rules i don't know if you guys are familiar with australian football it's kind of like rugby with a ball and all we do is keep running and tackling each other so if you ever get on youtube have a look it's a pretty brutal sport but that's kind of our national sport um that we we follow and but I'm a sport guy, dude. Like, yeah, watching Wimbledon, obviously watching the Aussie Open when it comes to, to tennis, um, watch the French Open final. Um, the Joker did amazing there, obviously. Um, me personally, obviously I love golf. I play golf um, every week. Um, in terms of other sports, uh, I also do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I've been doing that for a few years. I love the UFC. Obviously, there's a huge fight happening uh, this weekend, McGregor and Poirier. So that's uh, that's something that I, I follow quite closely as well. Um, I'd say the two main sports that I follow closely would be golf and MMA. Um, and then I love, obviously, soccer with the Euros that are going on at the moment. I love watching tennis when it's on. Um, and all our local sports as well. So we're pretty, we're a very, we're a big sporting nation in Australia. And I think that if you're kind of in that 25 to 40 kind of crowd, you, you're a sports guy, you love the sport. It's just, it's kind of, it's second nature to us um, as yeah. a culture. So <laughs> um, any, any other, do you, what about like our, so we're the same way though. Like we're like, everything is sports here. Everything's centered around sports, you know, like it's massive. Are you uh, the four American major sports, baseball, Basketball, football, hockey, any of that, or not really? Not hockey. Obviously, we've never seen. We, I, we I see. Just won. We just won. Come on, man. <laughs> uh, we get. We get. We get snow in the smallest area. Um, it's called Threadbow. It's in. Uh, it's in kind of New South Wales, um, which is on the east coast. So we get snow for a couple of months a year in a very small part of the country, which, oh, actually Tasmania also gets snow, I'll lie. So 
we're not big hockey guys, unfortunately. Um, and baseball is getting more popular, um, but it's definitely not our pastime. I'd say the NBA is pretty popular here, for sure, um, as far as American sports go. And hey, look, I watch the Super Bowl every year. You know, how can you not? Um, I think and NFL gets a bit of coverage as well. One of our like networks, um, seven um, Channel 7, um, they've got a kind of a sports channel that they show four or five live games a week of the NFL. So they're really trying to push that as well. So uh, I'd say as far as American sports are concerned, yeah, football, but probably NBA would be most popular amongst Aussies for sure. So is Tom Brady a god over in Australia like he is here in uh because I so I me and TJ are both big Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans we love Tom well he doesn't love Tom Brady I love Tom Brady but I'm always curious obviously you hear about worldwide superstars you know you hear about you know Messi Ronaldo you know the, the yeah, yeah. ones over there but I it's always curious to hear about what other parts of the world think of American athletes like LeBron or you know a Tom Brady Look, you can't ignore greatness, right? I mean, it's one of those things. And and as I said, the Aussie culture, we love sport. So when there's a story or something going on that we want to pay attention to, we generally do. Um, as I said, I think there's a massive, like massive ratings, massive viewership of the Super Bowl. And um, I think definitely at the time of these big events, like if it's the NBA finals, um, you know, for example, when the Lakers were in it last year, there was a lot of talk. Um, people pay a lot of attention to it. Um, and definitely the Super Bowl with Brady kind of going, what was it, seven rings? It's so ridiculous. Seven, yes, it? sir. Yeah. So, you know, it's that story, it's great sporting stories resonate in Australia, but we're kind of bandwagon fans. It's an American sport. <laughs> yeah. There's it's something cool that's going on for that week. Pay attention, pay attention, pay attention. But, like, if you ask somebody on the street who Tom Brady is, I don't know if they'll say that they know who he is. <laughs> Sounds like me with the World Cup. Like, I don't watch a whole lot of soccer, but, you know, the Euro, the World Cup, you know, Champions League, I'll watch that stuff. But if you say, yeah. oh, who's this guy from this, uh, you know, Premier League team? Like, oh, I'm not sure I heard of that guy yet. So, yeah. <laughs> TJ, go ahead. Um, I think we just have a couple more. We'll get you out of here, man. We appreciate your yeah, time man. and know um, the time difference over there. Um, kind of wild. But uh, so I, uh, I'll just ask this straight up. Who, who's, who's the GOAT, Messi or Ronaldo? Since that just kind of got brought up, like I want to see, I want to, I want to get an opinion from the other side of the world. I'd say on the balance of things, I think I'd say on the balance of things, I'd have to say Ronaldo at this point. I think basically, you know, look, Champions League leading scorer. I think Euro, he's won, he scored the most in the Euros as well, from memory. Um, the special moments, he's won everywhere he's played as well. He's kind of, he's gone and seeked competition. You know what I mean? Like he played for Manchester United. He played for Real Madrid. He's gone to Juventus and won. He's he's won in different environments, and I think given that, I'd say I'd say he's on the balance would be the goat. Messi's amazing, and I think for what he's been able to do on on the pitch, um, obviously brilliant, right? Like it's it's special moments, but he's he's spent his time in Barcelona. Um, and with Spanish football, he's kind of figured it out. He's figured out the defences. So I'd say on the balance, it's like the guy who's gone and seeked competition and has won. So that's that's for me how I do the, the judging. Like goal for goal and free kick for free kick and amazing this and amazing that. Sure. But I think that overall, as an athlete, if you go to seek the competition and you win, um, 
I think that makes you the GOAT. It's like if Jordan ended up winning <laughs> the World Series when he went and played baseball, you know. <laughs> he's done something that's amazing. Is he the GOAT for that? Maybe he is, right? But he didn't do it. But what I'm trying to get at is yeah. you go out and see the competition and he, he met and exceeded the level of that comp. So I think definitely Ronaldo. That's the same reason I have um, LeBron as my greatest basketball well, player because yeah. he he did the same thing. He went to three <laughs> different places and won. Hey, I'm just following BKT's logic here, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you look at that, like Jordan was messy, stayed in the same place, very great, but like always one of the same place. LeBron went and did it everywhere. So um, that oh. golf uh, or uh, soccer takes with the Brooks Kappa tracker is not <laughs> a, a place I thought we would get today, but you, but we run up soccer. So I was like, ah, I'm going to ask about it. So uh, the funny thing is, right, like with the LeBron Jordan situation, I think it's – and everyone's get, who can defend it is going to say you're the greatest of your generation because yeah. the, the you, to compare on the balance, a basketball is better than they were 25 years ago, 100%. Like you can't, you can't logically say that athletes and the sport itself, even the speed of the sport, right. like any sport for that matter, um, has just got it so much more advanced. So you, to compare the two, it's often a discredit to both, really, because you're talking about a whole different environment and situation. So I think like the greatest of your generation is probably more of a compliment than saying, are you the greatest of all time? Because it's almost like an unfair representation, in my opinion. Right. That that's you know, a log it, that's a logical response that no American wants to have the, any yeah, conversation no, with. Yeah, we, <laughs> no, so we, have, to, we have to pick one or the other here. Yeah, no, we were but we were talking about that. We were talking about that with regards to something else. Uh, we talked about like if if you know Kobe's teams that that won played against Michael's teams that won. I mean, Kobe's teams would win by a billion because like guys are bigger, faster, stronger 20 years later. Like yeah. that's just how it yeah. worked. You know, like if you could if you could somehow time travel Jordan to play LeBron now. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he always by a hundred. I mean, first of all, they're, they're not really a, yeah, it's not really a fair matchup anyway. We just like the size, but like, even then, like, yeah, he's faster and stronger. Like athletes are just better athletes today than they were 25 years ago. Like that just is what it is. Right. Yeah. And look, to be honest, like this might be controversial again, but you know, I'm a BK guy, but if you look at Tiger, Tiger did some incredible things, right? Um, and then you look at Jack Nicholas in terms of majors overall. What is it, 17 to 18 or something ridiculous? But if you had now, yeah. 15, 18, something, yeah. yeah, that's right. I forget. So if you look at the two athletes, if you had the Woods in his prime versus Nicholas in his prime, and you went and had a match play situation, or you went had them both in the same tournament, Woods would probably win by 10 shots. Do you know what I mean? It's like one of those things where it's hard to compare the generations in and of itself. You need to kind of be logical about these things. If they were closer in age and they're kind of still active, yeah, sure. But it's never going to be the case. So I think the the greatest of your generation is probably a better way to put it. But you know, as you guys said, you got to be yeah. one or the other. So no, yeah, <laughs> you 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 have to take a side here. I like this that take not... though. I, I do. But uh yeah we we don't use a whole lot of logic over here, especially yeah. when it comes to sports. <laughs> Um, I just wanted to say that BK has been with us the whole time, by the way. <laughs> I love it. I love the BK mug. I, I got the BK US Open limited edition hat. So I, Man, I, they I'm get a lot of hate, it. hey? Nike's been getting so much hate recently. Really? Yeah. I think that, uh, especially in my comments when Brooks is wearing up, that's a nice hat, right? But it, 
it's kind of one of the other. You either love it or hate some of the new stuff that's coming out from Nike, and they well, they're putting the athletes in on on Sunday at majors, so it's pretty interesting. Um, BKT, we appreciate you so much for hanging out. This kind of ran a little long, but we got into a whole bunch of stuff. We'd love to have you back again to to chat yeah. more. We want to talk about food and, and everything else that goes on over there. Yeah, and right. Hopefully, we bring you back in a week to talk about a major victory. But uh, we'll uh, we'll be cheering for him and cheering, well, following you. I don't know if we're going to cheer for you. Like, click those keys. But we will be following <laughs> along <laughs> this weekend uh, as you uh, as you track. Uh, Bro, we'll we'll track you as you track Brooks. Maybe that's the best way to say it. Um, where we mentioned it, but where can people follow um, your account? Yeah, absolutely. Look, I'm only on Twitter, so any other account is fake and it's not me. <laughs> um, so obviously, yeah, B Kepka Tracker on Twitter is is the follow. Um, but great great to uh, be on, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, it was really good fun. And, uh, yeah, let's make it a regular thing. And as you said, hopefully we can um, we can tee something up for for a victory chat come next, uh, next Sunday, next Monday. So looking forward to it. Fingers awesome. crossed, man. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We really do appreciate it. And and almost said have a good rest of your night. Have a good rest of your day. Since you're going the other way. Since you're going the other, we're going to bed, but enjoy enjoy what you've got in store for Yeah, it's 8, 8 25 a.m. where BKT's at. So yeah, thanks yeah, again, yeah. man. We really appreciate it. No worries, guys. Thank you so much. Have a good day or a good night. <laughs> See you, buddy. <laughs> thanks, guys. See ya. Bye, bye, bye. The Brooks Kepka tracker um on Twitter. He's a lot of fun, man. We didn't reveal identity. We didn't tell anybody like what all had happened, so uh, who he was or any of that stuff. But he was fun. He was really good. He was good to chat with. Um, I mean, you knew this before he came on, but I mean, I didn't know before today that he was in Australia. So, like, that's pretty, you know, <laughs> that's why I had to like get all those other questions in too, because I'm not only interested in talking about Brooks, but like talk with somebody on the other side I'm, of the I'm, world. I'm it's pretty fascinated. Cool. Yeah. And that's, and, and I know we strayed away from Florida State towards the end, but I, I think the, general sports fans will appreciate hearing a, a candid opinion from someone again, like you said, literally 12 hours ahead of us already tomorrow on the other side of the world to hear what he thought about not just international sports, but American sports as well. I, uh, it was a very interesting insight. I, I enjoyed that one. Yeah, I know. Super dope. And, and glad that he was able to hop on um, double fries. No slaw. We'll wrap this up and, uh, and get you guys on. Thanks for joining us for this pop-up episode. Brought to you by Guthrie's in Tallahassee, 1818 West Tennessee and 2550 North Monroe. Tell them that Double Fries No Slaw sent you and you get a free drink. Um, appreciate their support and all that they do. Um, that was a good one, Richie. That was a good good interview. Thanks for setting that up. Excited to get him back on and continue to work with him. So um, any shout-outs or anything before we get on here? Shout-out Brooks, man. Good luck in the next few days, and, and let's bring home that tournament. Yeah, that's shout out Brooks. Um, I, I'm not sure if Burger's playing or any other Knowles, but obviously any Knowles, I, they they better be lucky Hank Laboda's not playing because the way he's playing uh, last week, again, had another strong showing at, at the John Deere Classic. Um, but yeah, a, a lot of good stuff, man. Yeah, no doubt. Well, we appreciate you guys tuning in and joining us. Check us out on social media. It's all Double Fries Pod there. And we will see you guys on Sunday. Until then, the Knowles.
Baby